The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so excited. This is our monthly live call. And we have Dr. David Che, my co-host. And I just love this because he has he is so full of fantastic information, really life-changing information, not just on the law of attraction, but on Chinese medicine. Who would have thought? You know, this is just brilliant. And um, he's just got a wealth of knowledge that he can share with each one of us. So, hi, David. How are you today? What's going on, Jewel? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, David. It's fun. I, a, a lot of challenges today, but it's smooth right now. It's feeling really good. And uh, you are just very high vibration, so I can just feel the calmness come over me. It's all good. So, uh, David, let's take caller number one, which is my friend Brent from Oklahoma. It's so good to talk to you, too. Yes, ma'am. How have you been? Just fine. Um, and just so everybody knows, Brent's been on the last cruise, and we had the time of our lives with all those big waves, and yeah. just wonderful, wonderful time. It was good. So um, I'm delighted you called today, and you have a question for Dr. David Che. Yes, I do. Dr. Che, how are you today? What's going on, Brent? Go for it. Okay, <laughs> okay. so here's, here's the thing. Uh, I'm a student and a follower of um, Dr. Alberto Villaduro. Okay. And um, his uh, recent book um, and some interviews I've watched talking about healing the body with, with eating and stuff uh-huh. uh, talks about coffee being a antioxidant and how, you know, some coffee, like I guess a cup or two a day, is, is beneficial for the body to for cleansing. And I know you made a comment that it was like absolutely taboo and, you know, and, and I'm also aware of the argument from years past about the acidic value of, of coffee and stuff. So I'm kind of like curious how you could respond to that. Okay, so there's different ways I can look at it. Now, here's the thing. There's one thing about coffee that I'm not so sure of, and, and, and it's, my, it's a theory so far. I don't know how accurate this is, but um, it's like saying our Coca-Cola. Like way back in the day, Coca-Cola was cane sugar. It was natural sugar. And then certain t- at a certain time, they went, they went to try to save money, and they went to high fructose corn syrup. And so the sugar and Coke became the bad sugar, and things started to happen like diabetes and obesity. Now, I want to say coffee, if you, get, if you can get maybe good coffee, the, the antioxidant properties, you know, whatever they're talking about, maybe there's some truth to it. But I don't know the kind of coffee that we get today. I, like I said, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I, I don't know the science behind it. But I just know that the coffee that we get today, or we get all the time, this, the standard kind, Oh, it's right. very it's right, very right. acidic for me. Yes, yeah. So I mean, I mean, right. I mean, there's this anecdotal story I read in some book about some guy who's like over 100 years old in South America somewhere, and the doctors checked him out and they said, "What was your secret to, you, you know, um, your long life?" And he's something like, you know, have a good, clear mind, smoke a lot of cigarettes, and drink lots of coffee. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I was like, uh, okay, well maybe he's he's got that, and he's in the mountains somewhere, and he's got that good kind of coffee. I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, well, actually, you're, you're right. I have to totally agree with you there. Um, you know, one of his his uh, caveats inside that was, you know, one, you want to grind fresh bean, and you want to have a high quality bean, one that's not full of mold. Yeah, and, okay. and I absolutely agree. The stuff you buy in the store, typically, that's pre-ground for six months, God knows long, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's pretty much toxic waste. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That totally makes agree. sense then. Okay, that was a theory. I didn't know about that, but since he said that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's like it's like now uh, going back to the sugar thing with the Coke. Now people are getting more aware of this high fructose corn syrup thing. Like even though 
even though the, 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 the commercials say it's safe, but people are still you know, aware of it. And now, if you go to, like, at least when I went to Target and, and um, the supermarket here, they have like uh, Pepsi with real sugar. Now it says Coke from Mexico, which has real sugar. They kept talking about that. So that's the big thing now. People are starting to realize that right. and the artificial right, right. stuff isn't as good as the real stuff. So there's also this thing with uh, GMOs and pesticides that could be getting into the coffee bean. Possibly. So that could could affect it, but if people were to look for the organic, the organic kind of coffee, perhaps that would be something along the lines that Brent is talking about. Possibly, yes, yes. It's just, you know, um, based on the coffee that you know, we're getting today, I mean, you should see that, I mean, the stuff that I see. I mean, I remember when I was in... I was in dental school. I was still a student. And my, one of my roommates, well, I had one roommate one year. He was studying for a PhD, and I forgot what science he was studying in. But this guy, he, I mean, we're roommates, so, and our dorms are really small, so I saw him, like, every waking hour. So he always, like, drank coffee all the time. He was, a, he was like, a habitual coffee drinker. And one thing he always had to go get to doctors for, he always had to get, um, like, some kind of a, I think it was like Mylanta or some kind of prescription for Mylanta where his, because he always has stomach acid issues. Oh, yeah. And he always had to go to the doctors and get the prescription. I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, your coffee is, is, is acidic and it's causing your stomach to produce a lot of excess acid. And so. Well, you know, it, my, my theory you know, or thoughts on that sort of thing is anything in excess is not good for the body. You drink too much water, it'll kill you. Yes, yes, that's true too. So if, if you abuse, you know, gallon of coffee a day with all the stuff in it yeah i mean and, and part of that coffee caveat is it's black coffee no dairies no sugars yeah you know ground from the bean um in fact i've been doing uh, basically the bulletproof form of of coffee i don't know if you've ever heard that before but it's got oils in it so oh. I, I, i'm not a big coffee fan yeah however when you do the oils in it and blend it up it's pretty palatable hmm it's Interesting. not nearly as is that other stuff. <laughs> you know, I also read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, but it kind of, logically, it seemed to ring a bell. The darker the color, so instead of getting the light coffee or the medium, you go for the dark, and the dark is supposed to be less acidic, less harmful to the indigestion. So I, I thought that was really fascinating. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I kind of read on the Internet. So I started just buying dark coffee. But I will tell you that I believe Dr. Che is right because I buy the good old-fashioned kind, Folgers, and we all know <laughs> that that's not exactly organic. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. If, if you enjoy your coffees, I would really recommend, and again, I'm telling you, I am not a coffee drinker. I mean, that is like, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> it's once in, a, once, in a, now, once in a while, yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean, if, if generally speaking, in my past life, if you will, if I oh. had a coffee in my hand, it means it was a 20-hour day. It wasn't getting any better. Yeah. Oh, it was, okay, it was okay. strictly for the go-go. Now, I'll have a cup of coffee or, or, or a large, I guess, large mug of coffee uh, using the um, Bulletproof diet. Um, it's it's French pressed, ground that. I, mean, I grind it within minutes and, and make a coffee. And it's pre French pressed. I put the oils in it, the the, the grass fed butter, and blend it, and drink it. Oh. Yeah, that's and because you grind it yourself, you're not getting that mold that you suggested. Well, it also has the beans. The beans are important where you get them from um, because it's, from what I understand, I forget where I heard it, but most of the coffees that come in the United States traditionally are rejected from most other countries. Yeah. So you have to be oh, after no. a high quality of bean. Oh, oh goodness gracious. A great pulse of fire on. That's just <laughs> what I needed to hear. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I do like the coffee. But I also heard if you put coconut oil in the coffee, it's it's yep. really good for you too. So I can understand what yep. you're saying about the oils. Interesting. Well, that's good information. I guess I am going to have to uh, quit having that one cup of coffee in the morning. Well, I always tell people if you can um, uh, switch your coffee routine to green tea, hot green tea. That's like the miracle drink. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It is. I've got to do that. 
I do have ca chamomile tea before I go to bed, but and green tea with coconut oil or co uh, is also very. Uh, so if I start doing that, it, it makes for good tea. Oh, I'm gonna do that. All right. <laughs> you know, ever since David's been uh, my co-host, he's definitely changed my life <laughs> from the negative to the positive as far as eating and drinking. I don't know what I'd do without David. So, Brent, it's good advice. Thank you very much for popping up. Do you have anything else? At the moment? Uh, no, that was pretty much okay. it. I just wanted to, you know, get the the idea or, or the discussion on the coffee because honestly, I was like, hold on. You know, I value Dr. Che's views, and 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 all the the the, the, the medical science stuff you you share is is awesome information. A lot of it I kind of knew intuitively, and other parts it, you connect to the dots. And then we drop that bombshell on coffee. I'm like, oh crud! Hold on, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. When he first said that, I'm going, oh no, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> now, now I don't know if we, if I touched, because I can't remember what we spoke about last time on the show. But I'll just, I'm just going to throw something in there. Okay. And that's, uh, in a in a nutshell, what usually happens. Again, this is with the bad coffee, with the most people are drinking. Okay. So what I've seen, right. my observations is, um, when I was in, again, I was in dental school. I had a patient. And um, uh, uh, she, she said her father used to drink a lot of coffee, and uh, he ended up dying of pancreatic cancer, and he was in a severe pain. So mm -hmm. I started putting pancreatic cancer and coffee together. And then my uncle, the Chinese medicine doctor, um, I spoke to him about it. I'm like, do you think there's a correlation between coffee and pancreatic cancer? He goes, you know what? It's funny you say that because there was a student that came from the Far East, China or Taiwan, United States, and he never drank coffee before, and he started. He was a foreign exchange student, and he started studying a lot, and he started drinking a ton of coffee to um, keep himself awake. And within his 20s, he caught pancreatic cancer, and he died too. Wow! And I was thinking myself, okay, well that's two like un, un, you know unrelated cases. Then I went online and checked. Back in the 80s, there was a study by Harvard Medical School by a medical doctor. They were studying the effects of coffee and pancreatic cancer. And then the, the doctor that did the study, the study was so overwhelming that the doctor that did the study stopped drinking coffee after the study. And one of the things that happened was um, that, he, that really convinced him was um, there was a husband and wife that both drank coffee, and they both got pancreatic cancer. He goes, the chances of a husband and wife both getting it is, real, is, un, is really unlikely unless they have the same habits. Right. You know. So um, the way I look at it is this, again, in a nutshell. When you drink too much the bad coffee that we're talking about, the, the common coffee, first you get stomach acid problems. And right. the doctors say, well, you know, it's not coffee. I mean, doctors don't think diet causes anything really these days, right? So they say, right. okay, uh, it's, not, it's not caused by, uh, by your coffee. So they give you all these medications to suppress your stomach acid. They say stomach acid is caused by uh, too much uh, proton pumps are pumping out. So they give you the medicines to stop your proton pumps from, from you know, pumping acid. Well, then what happens is eventually you get stomach cancer. And when you get stomach cancer, they take your stomach out, they connect your esophagus to your small intestine, and then they, they, you, keep, you keep with your old habits. And then when the, when, the, when the body gets way too acidic, then your pancreas goes, you get pancreatic cancer, and as most people know, the survival rate of pancreatic cancer is pretty low. And so that's, right. that's how the stages of it goes. That's what I've seen. That's why I tell people, listen, you know, it's just the kind of coffee at least we're getting isn't good. So unless you get the good kind... Yeah. Sorry. Sir. How, no, how would you think then it, the, the molds being taken? I mean, the, part of the big problem is is the, the amount of mold that's in the coffee, especially if it's been ground and sitting for a while. So I mean, all the benefits are gone. All you're getting is the toxicities. Yes. So, so I mean, yeah. I mean, I, like, like we said, if you can get that good kind, then you know, again, I don't know enough about it, but I definitely would think that it's going to be a lot better for you than the, than the, than the watered up stuff that we get. Yeah. What, one thing I'm yeah. curious about is though, every time I walk by Starbucks in the mall, there's always lines of people out the door. <laughs> I'm really curious about the quality of coffee at Starbucks and these kind of coffee places that we see. You know, I don't really, know, I don't know enough to to comment on it, but. Um, well, you walk away with less money in your pocket. I'll tell you that, and I really <laughs> couldn't tell what the difference is between that and Folgers. But that's just me. There's probably a lot of people who can tell the difference, but I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's going to get mad at me for that one, but uh, by golly. But it's supposed to be better or higher grade of coffee. I don't know. Yeah, it's but hard it, to say. That tastes dirt to me, just tell you. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> well, that was a fun question, and thanks for both of you clearing that up. Let's see what happens. Um, but you're right. We have to get the good coffee or drink the green tea. 
and oh, uh, put the oils in that. I think that that is the bottom line for me. I got to start doing that. Well, thank you, Brent. Well, no problem. Thank you both for having me, and I look forward to seeing you in a few months. Oh yeah, the cruise. All righty. All right, sir. Okay, and so um, that was fun. That was good information. So, David, let's talk about um, uh, leg cramps. What causes them? And as far as uh, Chinese medicine, what kind of remedies can we do to get rid of the leg cramps? You know, they are, they, it appears that they always happen like in the middle of the night. Yes, that's somewhat true. Yes. The, um, uh, well, you know that we, we call our show the Law of Attraction, Chinese Medicine, Health, and Wellness. So right. that means I combine all of them together. So okay. Cer certain things you might say is Chinese medicine, and certain things you might say, mm, it might be standard, might, might be naturopathic medicine, might be more more of a natural thing. It might not always be Chinese medicine. Like I, was, I always take the best things on the show and try to um, uh, combine, you know, all the different aspects of what we talk about into one unified thing. So when you say leg cramps, now that's something you have or you're just curious about it kind of more? Well, yeah, I did have them. I'm not having them so much now, but I did have them and they were always in the middle of the night. Right. And I do hear about that from other people. Now when you say middle of the night, is it between, uh, let's say, 1 to 3 in the morning? Yeah, probably. Okay, right around there. Okay, all right. Okay, so we're going to get into a few things here. Okay, first to me, leg cramps for the most part, now, at the time when you were getting them, were you taking any medications? Uh, no, I can't say. I know I stopped taking any kind of. I don't even take okay. aspirin anymore, so okay. no. A lot of times, a lot of times, um, not from a Chinese medicine standpoint, but when you get leg cramps, to me, from what I've seen, a lot of times it's from like a mineral deficiency. Because oh. yeah, we have so many minerals in our body: calcium, phosphorus, iron. Uh, magnesium. We have so many different minerals, ions in our body that when there's an imbalance of something, um, you can get uh, leg cramps. Now, also too, when you're dehydrated, like for athletes, when you when you're working out real hard, you have to you have to rehydrate your body with minerals and fluids. And when you don't have that, you can also get leg cramps. So to me, so far, leg cramps is like an electrolyte balance imbalance. You know, oh. I mean, there's different ways you can look at it too. Now, um, in Chinese medicine, the liver controls our tendons in our body, okay? Now, e each part of our, or each, each one of our organs controls a certain aspect of our body. Now, without getting too complicated and then too detailed this moment, the liver controls the tendons in our body. So, and also too, the organs are divided into, like, like I said, we have 24 hours in a day, right? And so we divide it by two, there's two hours, there's, there's 12 hours. So there's um, one of our, our organs control two hours of every part of the day. So between one and three in the morning, it's controlled by our liver. So at that time, at that point in time, and, 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 and like when between one and three in the morning, our liver dominates our body. Between three and five in the morning, our lungs dominate our body. So at that point, that, that, that's the point, at that point in, in the day, a certain organ dominates an, a two-hour time span. Now, it sounds a little complicated if you haven't heard about it before, but what I did was, because I knew this was going to come up in conversation, so on my Facebook page, um, the Total Law of Attraction Facebook page, I've um, put, a, put a link on where you can click, if you're listening, click on this link on the Facebook page at that link, and it, goes, and it actually has a list of the two-hour time span of each organ that's being controlled. Because oh, this, yeah. this relates to acupuncture too, so I'm, you know, it's going to relate to that too. So this, 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 this is a really cool diagram, and it, it, it lists you know, each organ and what time of day is being controlled by this organ. So for example, let's say you, I don't know if you ever had a lung, you had a bad cough or a lung issue, lung infection, but mm -hmm. you always notice when you have that, you'll usually always wake up between 3 and 5 in the morning. Because it affects the lungs. Because, yeah, and at that, at that, at that, at between 3 and 5, the lungs is the king of the body at that moment. It controls every aspect of your body at that moment. So 1 and 3 in the morning is the liver. So our liver control all our tendons in our body. So at that point, if you have a, some imbalance in the liver or something going on, between 1 and 3, that's when the liver is going to cause contractions of the, especially the legs, you know, the bottom. 
Interesting. And, and so is it that the, the organs are detoxing or they're trying to? Or are they stressing out? Is that why it would occur? Uh, or it, it could be. And I just think there's some sort of sort of some deficiency in our, in, uh, our, in our diet. And so um, uh, good liver foods are green-colored foods, like anything oh. green, and then sour. The sour flavors, they're, they're, there's five main colors in food. Like, like if you ever go out and you eat the supermarket, you're like, why are there so many different colors in food? Is that just coincidence or not? And why are there different flavors? Why are there different tastes? Why is there sweet? Why is there sour? Why is there bitter? Why is there... Um, uh, salty. Why is it, there, there's reasons why all these flavors exist, and there's reasons why there's different colors exist. And so the green color and sour flavors go to the liver. That, 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 that nourishes the liver. Really? So, to me, so to me, a great food for the liver is a, is a green apple, because apple is green, and it's sour at the same time. So when you eat, when you eat uh, let's say, a tomato, if it's green, a green tomato, that's, that's good for your liver, because it's nice and sour. Wow. Yeah, there's reasons why there's colors in food, and there's, um, I mean, I, I mean, maybe for our next show, I can spend the whole time talking about going in detail the color, and the the, the flavor for the food too. Yeah, yeah. But 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 go into the red right now because this is so fascinating. Okay, red. The red color is controlled. The red color is is, um, is the, the the dominant organ that 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 goes to this um, color is the heart. So anytime you eat anything red and bitter, that goes to the heart. Red and bitter. bitter. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's um, five main flavors that we, we can taste, and that's salt, sweet, sour, bitter, and and uh, spicy. Those are the five flavors, and so each flavor go, uh, nourishes a certain organ, and each color nourishes a certain organ. So green and sour goes to the liver, red and bitter go to the heart. Wow. So that's why they say they say that grapefruit juice is good for your heart. Why is it? Because not only is grapefruit, well, the pink grapefruit that is, it's, it's red colored and it's bitter. It has that bitter taste. That bitter taste is good for your heart. Wow. Yeah. As yeah. long as it doesn't have sugar in it. Well, if it's natural sugar, not, not natural. from concentrate. Yeah, not from concentrate. Natural sugar is good for you. Okay. You know? And so, and so uh, I want to bring this up to our listeners. This is, this is the only cause of heart disease, but one of the reasons why Americans are so susceptible to heart disease is because Americans don't like bitter tasting things. Hey. We try to avoid it. We we love sweet things. That's right. Yeah. So what else? So grapefruit juice is bitter. Yes. So what else is bitter? That's bitter. how much. That's how much we don't like it because yeah. I can't even think of any. Yeah. If you go to most Asian markets, there's um uh, something called a bitter melon, and mm. that stuff. If you ever had it, that is really bitter. <laughs> but it has to be cooked <laughs> a certain way. No, normally, the way it's cooked in a Chinese restaurant, it's prepared with beef and black beans, and so the black beans are salty. And salty, the salty flavor neutralizes the uh, bitter taste. It, it kind of harmonizes it. So you want the salt with the bitter? Yes, yes. Now, now again, when I go into detail, maybe maybe for our next show, I'll talk about I'll talk about the five elements and all everything everything included with it, which has all the five flavors, the five this, the five that, the five that. And so, uh, what flavor neutralizes what? You know, I mean, that's, that's a whole show in itself, I think. Just wow. The five elements, yeah. So I have to instruct everybody to bring a paper and pen <laughs> and write all this down because yeah, the things I just wrote down, uh, the green apple yeah. and sour for the uh, liver and then the red and bitter is for the heart. That is tremendous yeah. information. Yeah. yeah, there's a reason. I mean, I, I tell people, there's a reason why when you go to the supermarket, um, there's different colors in food. There's not, it's not just by random event to make it look good, you know, what, what God created for the earth, you know. There's a reason. They, different colors nourish different organs in the body. Different fl taste, flavors, you know, nourishes. So when you eat like a mango, it's sweet. It goes to the spleen. When you, you, when you eat something sour, like a sour apple, it goes to the liver. There's, reasons, there's different reasons why things taste differently. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy, this is good. I love this. I love this. That is good information. Let's take the next show and just work on the food and the matching of the organs. Yeah. But, David, what about the color purple? Just give me this. Just the color purple. What does that, in the food, what does that relate to? Well, the, 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 the five main colors kind of make up all the different colors. So there's, you know, there's red, I'm sorry, there's green, red, yellow, white, and black. So everything's a mixture of different 
different colors. You know, so when you when you eat something, when it goes to your spleen, it goes to your stomach and it sends it to the spleen. The spleen breaks down all the different nutrients. So I would say like when you're mixing different colors, maybe maybe purple is more of a combination of like red and black, mm. you know, mixed together, and turns into that kind of color. So when those two get broken down, it might go to the red goes to the heart and the black part goes to the kidneys. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's one way to think about it. Yeah. Okay, so it it goes to the spleen and it sort of just think about merges. it as the stomach churns the food. It churns like a washing machine. It churns it first, and then it sends the nutrients once it's churned to the spleen. And the spleen is actually a combination of both the spleen and the pancreas. In Chinese medicine, the spleen is both the spleen and the pancreas. Whereas in Western medicine, we call it one is the pancreas, one is the spleen. But what what the spleen does is it takes the nu the nutrients and it. Um, it's it kind of it's like a direct it's like a like a, like a com center. It sends the nutrients out to the different organs. That's what it does. Wow. You know, that's why it's so important. So so uh, this goes into my next question. I wanted to talk about the female organs, but we might as well talk about the male organs too. Is there food? Say if you have. Uh, cancer of the cervix or prostate cancer. Is there a type of food that we should concentrate to go into those organs? Um, that's the, that. The, those aren't those organs aren't what we call the five main organs. The five oh. main, uh, yeah, that's that's a, that's in a different category. Yeah, when you're talking about cancers and those kind of things, that's, that's a whole different kind of discussion. But it's more like the pH balance is that you have to get that up in um, those areas or. As I just found out, for cervical issues, it's because, I mean, it's really tricky because too much pH can actually get you a yeast infection where it needs to be more acidic, correct? Well, again, that's a, well, maybe that's our next topic when you're saying yeast menstrual cramps, yeast infections. I think I yeah. can kind of put that yeah. on the list, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, e yeah. Definitely. When you say when you're talking about yeast infections, that's a that's a different category too. That's like different things can cause it. But you said like the pH balance, um, antibiotics, birth control pills, which women take a lot these days. Yeah. Um, different drugs, hormones, poor diets, too much stress, all that can affect your immune system and your you know your ability to contract a yeast infection. It starts. It actually starts in the intestines, but then it moves down to the vaginal tract. And so I don't know. I've, maybe we can talk more about that at the next show as well. Yes, yes. Because uh, there's, it seems like in this world there's God-given or God-created natural remedies that we really have stopped focusing on, and they're the cheapest and the best for our bodies. Yes, and, and just um, an overview of how Chinese medicine looks at infection versus Western medicine. Uh, for our listeners, this is the way we look at it, okay? Now, when you have an infection, uh, let's say yeast infection, or you have another bacterial infection, the lungs or something, you go to your doctor, and they give you antibiotics or antifungal medicine. They, they, right. We, we, like, we like to kill bacteria in, in Western medicine, okay? Now, Chinese medicine has a more different approach. The way you got to look at it is, is like this. If the, if the bacteria is living there, let's say... Let's say uh, the best analogy I like to give people is let's say you see this trash right outside the back of a restaurant, right? Yeah. And in the trash you see maybe a rat's running around, there's uh, cockroaches, there's uh, flies running around there, right? All around the garbage, right? Well, think about this. If there was no garbage there, would those things be running around most likely? Typically not because there's, mm -hmm. no, there's nothing to feed off of, right? Right. Okay? So it's, more, it's not so much that the rats and the roaches and the flies are causing the trash. It's the trash, the environment that's drawing those things towards them. Right? Those pests. Uh -huh. Okay. So our bodies build infections, but a lot of times, in most cases, it's because the environment in the body is allowing those bacteria, those things to thrive. So, Chi so Chinese medicine, instead of, or ancient Chinese medicine, instead of going and trying to kill the bacteria, because we always know bacteria can eventually build resistance to things, okay? Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to kill the bacteria, the Chinese herbs or the medicines that we give try to change the environment of the body. So those bacteria can't survive. Mm. So, so instead of me just trying to kill the rats and the roaches and the flies with, met, with the, all the bug sprays, right? But if I'm leaving the trash there, what's going to happen? 
end up coming back again. Right. right. So I'll just have the trash man take the trash away, clean everything up, and there's no trash, then those things will just disappear on their own eventually. Right? Interesting. That's yeah, how it of works. Course. So the Chinese mask doesn't look to kill. It just if you change the environment, those things just can't survive. Wow. That's that's a great analogy. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Now, you're a dentist, and sometimes people get infections from a tooth. What, what do you recommend for that? Oh. Is there a natural re remedy? What I, would you suggest? Okay, first of all, what's weird is, and this is really weird for our listeners, and I can speak as a dentist because you know, I have experience with this. Yeah. Dental, dental issues, dentistry, is like almost like a, it's like a separate specialty of medicine. And it's weird because it came out this way. You see, dental school, medical school are always separate. You notice that? Yeah. Even though the mouth is right part of the body, it's our entrance to the body, right? Right. But it's very important. <laughs> yes. Dental and medical are separate schools. It's really weird. So when you're talking about dental infection versus like a skin infection or a lung infection or something else in the body, that is a totally different ball game than what I've been talking about the entire time. It's really, I don't know how, to, how else to put it. It's really weird. Um, when you have teeth infections, there's there's different kinds of infections with teeth, and the two main the two main kinds are cavities or gum disease. Those are the two main infections. Right. And um, cavities are fixed by there's only one way to fix that. You got to drill the cavity out and fill it. Gum disease is um, usually give the patient antibiotics um, because that's like I said, it's a different. I've never heard of anybody getting Chinese herb, Chinese medicine for a gum disease. That's a separate, <laughs> a totally separate issue, you know, um, totally different thing. Um, first of all, when you get gum disease, you have to go get a professional cleaning. Most people said, I haven't visited a dentist in five years. Well, they need to get a cleaning. The gums need to be scraped underneath and maybe irrigated with some antibiotic solution or, or mouthwash solution, special, you know, chlorhexidine, some kind of solution. Uh -huh. And um, um, sometimes they do, they do need a mild antibiotic to, to clear it up, you know. It's almost like the, the, the remedies we have for dental and the Western medicine are pretty good. It's almost like you can get naturopathic or alternative stuff, and that'll work just fine. But the stuff we have for um, conventional medicine for dental has been pretty good. And I can speak that from experience. Okay, but yeah. if we eat uh, a good, rich, vitamin-packed food, Every okay. single thing, every day and uh -huh. every meal, uh -huh. that's going to keep us from having dental issues. Uh, yes. Yeah, and you're staying no. away from a lot of the processed sugar stuff, which you can right. eat the way. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, that's huge. You got to stay away from processed sugar stuff, like too much processed sugar. That's huge. And and, and um, for our listeners, I mean, I have to, I have to say this: you have to. And brushing is not just the only thing you have to do. You have to floss too. Flossing is huge, mm. because. Because uh, when you brush, you get a lot of stuff off the faces of the teeth, but without flossing, you can't get stuff from in between the teeth. Yeah, right. And so that, that's huge. So when you do have a tooth infection, mm -hmm. if you don't treat that, it's going to go down to the body and make the body ill. Yes. In most cases, I mean, they, they say that, you know, a tooth infection can kill you, and in theory it can. In most cases, it doesn't. Because for most people, not the immunity compromised, but for most people, we're able to wall that infection off and, and prevent it from spreading out. Now, uh -huh. in, in older people that have a lot of immunocompromised, you're taking immunosuppressant medication in rare cases like that, yes, in, in, in theory, it can affect you. You know, some people we call, we, we give antibiotics before they get cleanings because they have heart issues. So there's a lot of bacteria in the mouth. So when you start to scrape around those gums and it starts to bleed, in theory, some of that bacteria can travel to the heart and cause an infection in the heart. So, um, like I said, it's not often it happens like that, but um, most of the time, our body walls that infection off to you know to our mouth. Doesn't okay. really spread far, yeah. You know, and with the teeth, it's about how far the cavity goes. If you have a small cavity in a tooth, that's one thing, but the cavity spreads down to you know to the nerve and eventually goes down to the into the root and to the bone. Then you have issues. That's when you need a root canal. Yeah. 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 Interesting. The um, root canals and the gutta percha points, are those dangerous? Uh, I thought I read reports where it actually can cause cancer. Can you dispel that myth, or yeah, what do I, you I, think? I, I think in a previous, in a previous uh, show, we talked about silver fillings. and Did we talk about that, I think? Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Silver fillings and the, uh, you know, all the different diseases it causes. 
you know, I, I, I talked about this too. So it's the same kind of concepts. Like you get people that say, well, silver fillings are bad for you. They can cause Alzheimer's. They can cause all sorts of disease, the mercury and stuff. Um, let's just say I don't do silver fillings, but at the same time, I'm not going to say the silver fillings cause all those problems too. It's not responsible for all those many problems. Okay, and well, same, that's good. Yeah, same with root canals. Like root canals, I, 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 I actually have the book. I talk because I always read both sides of the story. I always, I always read, you know, yeah. uh, up on everything. And I read the book that supposedly says, you know, root canals are bad, you know, cause infections and cause this. Well, number one, the people that are writing this book don't have an alternative. They don't say, what can you do instead of that? Uh, and two, being in practice for as long as I have, I've seen tons of root canal teeth go fine. Okay. Including my own. So I can speak from experience. So you haven't seen anybody really develop cancer because of the root canal? No, no. Okay, so that's going to the extreme. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you see, that's the kind of step that we need to know. There's a lot of fear-mongering out there, and so yeah. we just kind of need to clear it up. Yeah. That That's really good to know. Yes, yes. Good, good, okay. Excellent. And then it looks like we have a caller... Uh, another friend of ours, uh, Chanel. Uh, I actually didn't gather up one. I, I decided to call in today, but I can ask him um, about living, I guess, I had a splenectomy because I was in a bad car accident about 10 years ago. Okay. I've been living the best life ever, but I guess can you just share maybe some things that I kind of go through when I feel like I have had maybe... Like a, a couple of days ago, I drank a like a sparkling water that had some lemon in it, but I didn't have food on my system. So I knew, after, like a couple of hours after that, I felt um, the irritation. So I don't really know what that's called, but I know that was because I didn't have enough food on my system to hold it. And when I did start eating, which I kind of have like a pescatarian, um, alkaline, vegan diet that um, I felt better, but I'm still kind of feeling a little funny now, so I'm about to go in here and eat some kale and, and carrots and um, some other protein, but I just wondered, you know, what it was about. I know you are what you eat. I'm feeling great. I don't feel any difference without having a spleen now, but I heard you speak about the spleen and the pancreas, so I just wondered. Okay, okay, based on what I can, I, I can gather. You, you sound like you're kind of far away. You don't sound like you're close up. Yeah, I think she can. Okay. Okay. Based on what I can gather from what I heard, it almost seemed like your diet was a little too alkaline. Like, you're too, mm. like, sparkling water with lemon. I mean, that stuff's very al alkaline. And then you said you're eating the, the carrots and vegetables. It almost seemed like you're eating too healthy. Oh. So, yeah, you can, you, you can eat too healthy sometimes. <laughs> That is pretty funny. I'm sorry. That is yeah. eating too healthy. Okay, I've never heard that before, so you yeah. better explain yourself, Dr. David Che. Oh, okay, in, <laughs> in Chinese medicine, it's all about the middle way, the balance. Oh. Okay, and so we don't look, so just like you have a pH scale, too acidic, too basic, mm -hmm. there's balance, there's middle, there's neutral. And so um, uh, I've seen people that only eat meat and don't eat hardly any vegetables. Okay, that's one extreme. And then I've seen these super healthy people get disease. Like I, I heard of someone that ate no meat and ended up having a colon problem, had a part of his colon taken out. Okay. So mm -hmm. you always have to stay balanced. And so it's a mixture. It's, you need a combination of, like, uh, how old are you? Oh, she's Yeah, she's <laughs> young. Oh, okay, okay. Is she, is she 18? 30. Oh, oh 30. <laughs> Sorry. I look, Sorry. I look, I look 18. Yeah, oh, okay, she okay. does. Yes, she does. Yeah, you kind of sound like that. <laughs> you kind of sound that way, too. Okay. <laughs> It's about it's about balance. So, when you when you're taking too much alkaline foods, that can cause um, weakness sometimes. You know, you don't have the strength because you're too alkaline. And if you're too acidic, you can get too much heat and too much acid in your body. So, you should always eat. I always tell people eat a balanced diet. Balanced diet means you have to have the vegetables and you have to have meat. Don't go don't go vegetarian and don't go just eating meat all the time. You have to have a balance between everything. You should eat a little bit of everything, not just one thing. And so. Um, that causes your blood to become just just somewhere in the middle. You don't want you don't want to go extreme too too much. And a lot of times, I always see women they read up or they want, they don't want to gain weight or they they read that this is bad for you. And mo more women than men, they go they go super salad all the time. Too much raw foods and too much raw foods damage the spleen. 
uh, 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 puts burn on the spleen. So that can cause dampness in the body, and dampness, in a future show I can talk about this, but it can lead to all sorts of problems. Interesting. Well, you said mango is for the spleen. Yes. So yeah. you talking like orange foods? Yeah, yellow, or yellow orange foods and sweet foods. Those go to the spleen. Yeah. Do, do you remember that I said I don't have a spleen? Oh, oh yeah. Spleen got off in the car accident. Yeah. Yeah. I oh. So I do okay. not have a spleen anymore. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't hear that part. Okay, so you still have the pancreas. So you still have half the spleen, your pancreas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, spleens get removed a lot in car accidents because it's a very vascular organ and bleeds it bleeds easily. Um, one thing you're gonna have to remember too: um, Do you get sick easily, or no, you don't? No, not at all. Oh, well, that's I, that's really know, good. I get a shot like every five years. I don't even do the flu shot. I don't need it. Like I'm fine. Oh I'm wow! I'm really in the best health of my life. I really am. Like when they say you are what you eat, you really are. Like I can tell the difference in something. I know what I need to have. Um, I'm actually on like spirulina and chlorophyll in the morning. Okay, okay, so you're you're a health nut. Yeah, it's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a possibility that she could be too um too, now, too now, much pH. Too much pH. Now, do you do you do eat some meat though? Uh, I do salmons are like my new chicken. I don't do a lot of. I don't really do chicken at all. Uh, salmon maybe like flounder, all seafood, and then here and there I can have turkey. Um, okay. Right now I probably need like some turkey or something. All right, how's your... I'm really kind of conscious on that. Okay, now I don't know if you heard one of our past shows. How's your hands and feet? Are they cold or are they warm? They're, they're perfect. They're fine. They're fine? Okay. Well, then whatever you're doing, it seems like, you know, if, 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 if your feet are freezing all the time or your hands are freezing all the time, then you're not doing something right. Uh -huh. But if your hands and feet are, are normal to you relative to what, you know, you can feel, then um, then you're on the right track. No, I'm not anemic, not a long iron or anything. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much have a balance. I just haven't had, I don't think I've had meat in 20, I don't think I've had meat in 24 hours. So, so I think I need some meat now because I, yeah. I still have that. Oh, I had, I had fish. I had fish yesterday. And had a little fish a few minutes ago. Okay, and now, now, now is your your, your menstrual cycle normal? Yes, perfect. Okay. It's okay. better okay. than ever in life. I don't have any of those those problems that I heard you all talking about. I've never yeah. had that ever, and I'm okay. grateful for it. Okay, well, you're, you're one of the, you're uh, exceptional then. <laughs> but the reason that you had had mentioned originally is that you were having with the lemon something was mm -hmm. not correct. It was it's making you feel lethargic or something? No, it's just a fact. I mean, I know my body by now. It's almost been like 10 years that I've been out and got my spleen. So really what it was, I bought one of those sparkling waters that has the lemon in it. And I didn't really eat breakfast that morning. I was going to a vegan oh. restaurant here in Atlanta. So yeah. I drank the water instead of like drinking alkaline. And I didn't have my spirulina smoothie that morning either. And so I just stomach was empty. by it. So, yeah, it's yeah, totally empty. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it'll it'll like throw you off for a couple of days. So yeah. I kind of I'm like I'm okay because digestive wise I use the bathroom like two times a day. Um, but but yet yeah, right now I'm just kind of feeling it because I think I need some more. So I'm, like I said, I'm just about to go in here and eat some more food before I go to bed. And I did have meat today and I did have cheese today. But I haven't really been doing much cheese at all because I like the fact that it does affect your immune system or even affect your sinuses. And I've noticed that I don't have those problems when I don't have any type of cheese. So I do vegan cheese and not like regular cheese. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you definitely. Uh, I mean, you're. You, I mean, you sound like you know what you're doing. So it's. Uh, you're one of the rare few. Yes. <laughs> you are. I'm still learning. <laughs> I, you know, guess what? When I was at the vegan meeting, and now this is kind of off topic, but I brought up the cruise with everybody at the vegan meeting, and I was talking about law of attraction and yeah. you know, food and eating, and everybody was looking at me like I was silly, like it didn't all go together. And I was yeah. like, huh? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is so awesome. Chanel was on our last cruise with Brent. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Okay. Has, has, has Chanel read the book yet? My book? Have you, yeah, have you read Total Law of Attraction, Chanel? No, I don't think I've read his book. No. Oh, okay, okay. Thank oh, you. you're missing a great book. I'll look you, at that. I've, yeah, I've been in touch with Pam, and I've had her book, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look into his as well. Yes, yeah. Um, Dr. Chase is really a phenomenal book. It's so easy to read and so easy to understand, and it's all about the law of attraction. I highly recommend it. It's so good. Okay. Anyway, but it was great talking with you again, and I hope to see you on the next cruise. I pray so. hope I can get off of work. Uh, well, yep. Set your intention. I will. All right, I'll talk to you soon. In a previous segment, now from listeners who haven't uh, listened to the show, in a previous segment, and I'm going to go over this real fast. In a previous segment, I had talked about where the, menstru the menstrual cycle came from. Okay, now, Jules, you kind of remember how that goes, right? So it starts in the breast, the breast nutrient. The, your, your breasts, the women's breasts produce milk nutrients, which are white-colored. Right. right. And the heart pumping causes the, white, the, the heat and the pressure causes those nutrients to turn pink. And then the, the pressure of the heart pushes it down the blood vessels in the body, down to the uterus area, and the small intestine, which is the second heat, heating element in the body, heats it up a second time, and it turns dark red. Ooh. Okay, so this was in a previous segment, and I, and I spent like half an hour on this. So if you haven't, if this, thing, if this sounds new to you, um, go back to one of the previous segments, ask Jules about the previous segment, and I did talk about this in detail. So uh, I, would just, I just reiterated in about... Uh, you know, a minute, what I talked about, what I spent about half an hour on. Okay, so when you get menstrual cramps, a lot of times, a lot of times it comes from, like, when a woman eats too healthy, too vegetarian, too uh, vegetable stuff, right, um, it causes too much coldness in the small intestine, okay, because hot foods heat up the body. Cold foods cold, cool the body up, right? So when you eat, when you, when you have red meat or you have some stuff that, ca that produces heat in the body, that's when everything flows. Now, now think about it. If you have um, cold soup, all this stuff gets congealed, right? But when you heat it up, everything stirs a lot better, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if your if your if your body is cold, if your small intestine is cold, when that blood gets down to your stomach, uterus area, that abdomen area, that blood is gonna is gonna clot up. It's gonna congeal. And so when blood congeals, that's when you get menstrual cramps a lot of times. Wow. So when you're when your body is hot, remember the the hot cold uh, the, the cold hands and feet versus the hot hands and feet? Remember in the previous segment I talked about it, the hot the heart produces the heat for the hands and then the small intestine produces the heat for the feet. Okay, so right. if your if your hands and the feet are hot, that means your small intestine and your and your heart are hot. The temperature is hot. And that's what you want it to be. That's what you want it to be, exactly. So if you're having menstrual cramps, a lot a lot of times it means that your small intestine is too cold. Most time when I see women have that, they talk about it. they're always eating vegetables, cold cold salads, and women, I know American women love that kind of stuff. Well, when you're yeah. having, during your menstrual cycle, you need to cut back and eat, eat more cooked hot vegetables, hot soups, anything hot. That's gonna that's gonna minimize your menstrual cramp sensation because it's, wow. it's causing the blood that's coming down to instead of instead of clotting up, causes it to melt down and circulate the right way. So, would you suggest things like uh, chili? Yeah, chili. Anything hot. I mean, stay away from all those cold shakes, cold soups, cold vegetables, raw fruits, raw vegetables. At, at, at least during the menstrual cycle time, when you, when you know you're getting your period. So, yeah. so would you be taking hot spices like cayenne pepper, yeah, things like that? That's yeah. fine. And produce heat. That's fine. And you, and you know it's right when your hands and feet are hot. That's, that's a, that's a, you, don't, you don't need a thermometer to see if you're 98.6. If your hands and feet are hot, especially shake someone's hand and say, does my hand, does my hand feel cold to you? When, when, those, when the hands and feet are, are hot and warm, warm or hot, that means you, your body is in the right temperature. The heart, the heart and small intestine are the right temperature. You, you can have, in theory, you can have cold hands and feet and still be 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. You can have a normal body temperature and, you know, and your heart and your small intestine can be cold. But when you're feeling your hands and hands and feet are hot, that's like that's like you're ninety percent there already. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So going along those lines, you know, the lymph nodes uh, can get really gunky, and it they're not flowing. It's not filtering out things. So is there anything that you can do to help the lymph nodes? 
Well, flu, uh, lymph nodes mostly is from you, you drink. It's it's our, it's our water system. You know, the lymph nodes control the uh, our, our blood vessels control the blood in our body, and the lymphatic system controls the fluids in our body, the the water system in our body. You know, our body is seventy percent water, so it's a good idea to drink. Uh, to me, hot soups. That's a good way to for women during that time, especially to help circulate that water. And soups. I don't mean the thick soups like chicken noodle soup, the the light broth. Yeah. Not like a, you know a, a broccoli cheddar. That's like a super thick soup, you know. But like any kind of thin soups, turkey, turkey, uh, turkey soup or chicken noodle soup, stuff that's light, you know, vegetable soup, stuff that's light, and that keeps you know the the fluids and everything else going. The sugar, I mean, that's I mean, the salt content and everything keeps that going. That's what you want. Isn't that interesting? And they always say when you're sick, have chicken soup. And soup, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah, talk about the logic there. That that makes a lot of sense. Okay, and then now I know our time is limited, so let me touch on Michael Phelps and cupping with the Olympics. Yes. Okay. okay. Now cupping has been around for like forever in Chinese medicine, but I did notice when I was watching the Olympics because I always watch I watch a lot of TV and watch sports. I was like, I saw Michael Phelps there. I'm like, wait a minute, he has like a cupping a cupping purple little circle on him. I'm like, he's doing cupping. I'm like, cool. And all of a sudden, like I've known about this for a long time because it's been around Chinese medicine forever. But all of a sudden, when when uh, when Michael Phelps had those cupping little little um, symbols on his on his uh, has sh- shoulders and everything, the next day on USA Today News, everybody was like, "Whoa, whoa, what's this cupping thing he's doing? What is this?" So it started to get popular all of a sudden because Michael Phelps was doing it. And so, if you know, for people who aren't familiar with Chinese medicine, um, back in the day, um, they used to now now nowadays we have these special things you can buy at any local Asian market. It's a cupping cupping thing, and it's hard to describe unless you see a picture of it. But in ancient times, if you had like, let's say you had like a a blood clot or something on your body, the way they would cup it, and they wouldn't cup it, but in ancient times they would they would put leeches on that on those lesions to suck to suck the bad blood out. And then later on, we found ways where you can um, um, put a hot herb on a hot piece of herb with ginger on somebody. And you'd, you'd put a cup over it, and then the heat would actually produce a vacuum, which would actually suck up the skin and cause the, cause the cupping. But nowadays, we don't need that anymore because we have um, these cheap, inexpensive plastic cups that we can put on someone and cause, and, and cause the suction of the body in, the, in those areas. And what cupping actually does is, let's say, let's say I have a certain part of pain on my body, and I'm pushing down like, oh, my shoulder. I'm like, oh. I'm pushing around my shoulder. I'm like, oh, there's a certain amount of pain on here. And so... The theory in Chinese medicine is, well, you must have a blockage, either, either a blockage in energy or a blockage in blood, or somewhere, something's blocked over there. So by causing the cupping, the suctioning method, it's like, a, it's like a little cup that sucks on your skin, it causes that to release. You know, you, you suck it up and it causes the pressure to build up and then to release it. And so it's supposed to improve circulation around there. That's what, oh. that's what it's supposed to do. Now, how much is it really, for, for, for what he's using it for, how much does it really help? I don't know for sure because mostly in Chinese medicine, what we use it for is this. Let's say you got hit in the arm or you got an accident, and you have pain in a certain area. You you, you had surgery or you had uh, pain pills. Well, a lot of times what we have is a blood clot underneath the skin in the muscle. That's what's causing the pain. And remember, I was telling you most menstrual cramps. Remember how I th- I said the blood is congealed or or or, or right. uh, clotted up, right? It causes the pain, right? Right. Because think of it this way. Think of it as, let's say there's traffic flowing on a highway, right? And if there's a, if there's a car accident, what usually happens? Traffic backs up, right? Mm-hmm. So we have energy and everything that flows through our body. And when something blocks that, that's what we experience pain or something doesn't feel right over there. Okay? And so a lot of times blood clots in the body from accidents or something like that it blocks the circulation of energy and blood in that part of the body. Oh. So let's say I punched you. You got, you got punched or hit really hard on the arm or something. And you're like, oh, that, that's, that's painful. Well, because, you know, you get bruises, right? You see bruises mm-hmm. on your skin. But sometimes you can get a deep blood clot underneath the, underneath the muscle in the skin. And so in Chinese medicine, what we usually do is we take a little small needle sometimes. We'll, we'll, we'll feel where the pain is, right, for you. Uh-huh. And then we'll prick, that, we'll prick that one spot, and a little blood clot comes out. And so we'll take the cup and, suck, and put the suctioning cup that we put on it, and it actually sucks up the blood and the blood clot along with it inside the muscle, inside the skin. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what's coming mostly used for. Now, what, what guys like, like Phelps and those athletes are doing, they don't actually prick themselves on the needle and get, blood and get bleeding. They just, they just feel that spot where it's painful, and they just put the cup over it, put the suctioning on it. That's what they're doing. 
So that it's coming out through the skin. Oh, it's not really coming. Actually, nothing is coming out for what they're doing. They're just, they're just putting it on bare skin, you know. And, and when, when, you, when you go to a Chinese doctor's office, he's actually, he's actually going to push where it hurts. He's going to say, Jules, where do you hurt? And where he pushes, he say, oh, that spot right there. And then he's going to prick that spot with a you know, real small needle. He's going to prick it real quick. And then he's going to um, uh, put the suction cup over it and suck that dirty blood out, the, 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 the clotted blood out. You. And then once that, once the, and just like in a, in a highway, when that accident is removed, traffic flows back to normal, right? Yeah. So, and when you remove that clot or whatever, that's when your 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 pain goes away, because then your 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 body's energy or chi starts to flow normally, blood flows normally, and then pain goes away. Same wow. concept. I I I love to use the car accident analogy, because every time I'm driving on, on a highway and there's a backup, I'm like, oh my god, there's there's probably an accident a mile down the road or something, you know? And it blocks tra and it blocks traffic up. Well, in the human body. We have a lot of energy. We have chi, which I can talk about in our next segment. Chi flows through our body in a certain pathway, and when there's a blockage, either by a blood clot or something like that, it can cause the pain to happen. So when you use the cupping, you're removing that blood clot or the source of that, that, that you know, the pain and sucking it out. And so, like I said, ancient times they usually use leeches to suck it out, the dirty blood. Yeah. Yeah. But but you mentioned bruises. Yeah. Okay. Real fast. Okay. What can you do for bruises? I mean, what if a person is getting a lot of bruises? To me, I, I, assuming you're not taking a lot of anti-blood clotting medicines for a right. normal, normal healthy person, if, right. you're, if you're bruising really easily, 99% of the time, your vitamin C levels are too low. Oh. And remember, I, and, and again, in a previous segment to our listeners, <laughs> in a previous segment, I talked about, and I put it on Facebook too, uh, my Facebook page, Total Law of Attraction, there's four main nutrients we should be taking all the time. And that's vitamin D, vitamin K, okay. iodine, and vitamin C. Yep, right? I, that's that's mine. Yes, and so I do that every morning. So if if, if you're if someone's getting a lot of a lot of bruising, and again, assuming you're not taking you know anti blood clotting medication, um, your blood vessels just aren't strong enough. Because you see, our blood vessels, and there's about seventy thousand miles of blood vessels in our body. Our blood vessels are made with collagen. Collagen is a special protein, and to make collagen, you have to have vitamin C. Without vitamin C, you can't make collagen. Wow. So the strength and integrity of our blood vessels is due to collagen. Collagen is a huge protein, not just in our blood vessels, but in our bones and everything else. Collagen is a universal protein. And without vitamin C, just a simple chief nutrient, um, you can't make collagen. So your blood vessels burst easily, you get bruises, a lot of bad things happen to you. you know, and in severe cases, back in the old days, um, uh, you get scurvy, which is a, a vitamin, C, you know, vitamin C deficiency. Which, which at the time they didn't even know what caused it. They just thought it was from bad air or something. But they didn't know because sailors during that time they used to take long trips and they would just take salted meat for food. They wouldn't take vegetables or fruits or anything. They would just take salted meat, and that's all they ate on those trips. Well, eventually they started getting uh, bruises, the, the gums, the teeth fell out, the bad breath. Um, they were they had no energy, and and they actually they just discovered later on it was a simple. Uh, vitamin, vitamin C deficiency. I mean, they found that you know, by giving the British, British sailors one teaspoon of lime juice a day, they can prevent that disease. But they didn't know it was vitamin C. They just knew that that would prevent the disease. Most people in society today, uh, if we're eating our modern diet, you are low in vitamin D, you're low in iodine, and you are low in uh, vitamin C, more than likely. Most likely. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that should be when you get up. Even drinking a glass of water in the morning to replenish everything that you didn't have during the night and then do all of the um, vitamin K, uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, and iodine. How can you go wrong? You are really on the ticket to good health that way. Yes. And if you need, if, I don't I have to go back to our posting. I forgot which show we talked about, but I did post on my Facebook Total Law of Attraction page about... Um, those four nutrients, how to take them, the, the right dose, and how to order them if you, you can't find them online. You know, I think it was like uh, the October, in October. Yeah, it was a we few did shows it back, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I mean, assuming your listeners can access your, your, your old shows that we've Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they can, yeah. They can hear some of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've noticed, I've got to tell you that um, Dr. David Che is so popular that uh, our numbers go off the charts when he comes on. So. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, you can always find it on um, my show page, LOARadioNetwork.com forward slash Jules, and you will um, see all the past shows. 
Well, David, that's all the time we have. Thank you, Brent, for coming, and thank you, Chanel, I, I, my two cruisers. I just love you guys to death. And uh, Dr. David Che, we'll talk to you next month about food, the color of food, and the organs that it helps. I am so excited about that. That is tremendous information. Oh, thank you. Look forward to talking about that with you next time. Okay, you got it. Good night, everyone. Have a great week. I'll be back next week with another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Talk to you later. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week.